Good morning, everybody. Good morning on Facebook. Thanks for joining us today. I pray this will be a word in season for you. So you will be blessed by this message. So thank you for tuning in. We love our friends. We love our family. And we pray that our Facebook family continues to grow. Amen. In Jesus' precious name. So if you know someone on Facebook, please uh, share this message with them. Let them know that we exist, that there's sound doctrine, sound word going forth from South Orange County in California. Um, and we just bless you today in Jesus' name. So thank you for being with us. We'd like to take up our tithes and offerings before we get into the message today. So if you'd like to receive for your giving, you can just raise your hand and Clarissa will help you out. Just give us your name, your information, and you can give online as well at ElishaMarkMinistries.com. And sow your way up out of famine in Jesus' precious name and into abundance. It's a law that never fails. So we bless you for doing it today. We pray for your families. We pray for you all over the world. That the word goes forth and unchecked and unhindered in your neck of the woods. And that God uses you mightily where you're at as well as a minister of the gospel. So Lord, we just pray over this offering. We pray over every tithe that comes into this ministry, every seed that's sown into this ministry. We believe it's fertile soil and we expect a hundredfold return for everybody who sows into it. We thank you, Father, for more to give with, more to bless with, more to bless others with, more to bless our families with. We thank you, Lord, for a better life that's been promised through you, Jesus Christ, the ultimate seed. And we give you all the praises for sowing and reaping. Say, I receive a hundredfold on all my giving. I may not have seen it yet, but the Bible tells me it's on the way if I believe and stand, and I shall have it. And so shall my generations after me. Amen. Amen. I'd like to talk on increase first before we get into the message. If you'd like to turn to Genesis 8.22 and Genesis 26.12, Genesis 8.22 says this, As long as the earth remains, so shall see time and harvest. Thank you for my biblioteca. <laughs> Genesis 8.22, so this is the law of Genesis. This law never changes. Uh, people in the world can work this law. People do work this law. Uh, this law is spiritual law. You don't have to be a Christian to uh, be under this law. Everyone who's born into the earth and the earth itself is under the law of Genesis, which is Genesis 8.22, as long as the earth remains, so shall seed time and harvest. Meaning you have whatever you sow. You have whatever you sow. That goes for words, that goes for money, that goes for automobiles, that goes for anything in your life. Whatever you sow, you reap. Amen? So whatever you want, sow, and you'll reap whatever you want. Amen? <laughs> Sowing and reaping cannot be extinguished as long as the earth remains. So this is the law in which we live by in the church especially, because we know it, and it's written for us. Amen? Um, I live from what I give. Amen? If I uh, lend a hand to somebody, if I take time out of my schedule to help somebody else, I know I'm going to reap a harvest because I sow and I reap. You can't, you can't escape that law. You will reap whatever you sow. Amen? So when it comes to service in the church, which is free will, free offerings, um, you have to be under this law and know this law exists, amen, and operate in it. Because you're not want to get your time and your resources and your money to something you don't know that you're not promised to return on, amen? But the Bible says, whenever you sow, you shall reap, amen? So if you're sowing your time and your resources and your gifts and your talents and you're ministering to the body of Christ and other members, amen, services, um, you're going to reap, the Bible says, amen. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. 
Genesis 26.12 says this about Isaac. Isaac sowed in the land of famine and reaped in the selfsame year a hundredfold harvest. So Isaac sowed in famine when uh, things weren't looking bright. Things weren't looking up. Prosperity didn't look like it was all around. Amen? But the Bible shows us a principle here that Isaac sowed in the land of famine in that same year. Say that same year. He reaped a hundredfold return. So if you're you're believing for a harvest, believe with Isaac. Amen? That you'll receive it this year, 2019. Amen? Put a demand on your faith. Put a demand on your seed. Put a demand on your harvest. Amen? As long as the earth remains, so shall seed time and harvest. Ecclesiastes 11.4 says, He who observes the wind shall not sow, and he who regards the clouds will not reap. And uh, Jonah 2.4 says, He who observes lying vanities forsakes his own mercy. A lot of people don't give, and a lot of people stop sowing when they see circumstances that are contrary to the blessing. If you observe the wind, it says you shall not sow, and he who regards the clouds will not reap. So circumstances are designed to get your attention off the word and off of the spiritual law of Genesis that says whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. So you need to be sowing especially in hard times. That's the point, amen? Don't stop sowing. Um, The Bible says in Proverbs 28.20, a faithful man or woman shall abound with blessings. So he's looking for the consistent faithful person, amen? This person shall abound with blessings. The consistent tither, the consistent sower of seed shall have consistent harvest and blessings, amen? amen. Consistency lies the power. Gloria Copeland has once said, I like that phrase. Inconsistency lies the power. And a faithful man shall abound with blessings, but the man who wants to get rich quick shall fail, Proverbs 28:20 20 says. So again, as long as the earth remains, so shall seed time, 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 and harvest. There's a proving period we, the Lord takes us through our whole lives. Amen? Faithful with little, ruler over much. So you don't wait to, to have in, in perfect conditions to start sowing. You sow where you're at in unperfect conditions, and the Lord will bless you with what you have and where you're at. Amen? You sow your way up out of famine, just like Isaac did. And he's not a respecter of persons. Amen? So don't stop sowing when your bank account looks like you have a dollar in it. Uh, sow that seed and believe for a hundredfold. Amen? That's the time to sow. Amen? And the Lord will instruct you when to sow, how much to sow, if you get with Him, and what ground to plant it in. Amen? I believe we're good soil here. Amen? I believe we're good people. We're quality ground. Amen? We live lives of integrity, so I believe we're good soil and that every seed produces in Jesus' name. Uh, Proverbs 8, 28, 20 in the message says... Um, Sorry, did I lose that? Uh, no, it's right here. 2820 in the message says, Committed and persistent work pays off. I mean, the world gets this. Everyone gets with it. I mean, the harder you work, the more you'll have. Amen? So consistent, persistent work always pays off. Get rich quick schemes are rip-offs, <laughs> says the message paraphrase of Proverbs 2820. Amen? So again, uh, God increases us more and more, us and our children. There's no get-rich-quick in the, in the kingdom, amen? There's proving periods. Faithful with little, ruler over much. It's the consistent sower and the consistent harvester who abounds and grows. The Bible says in Proverbs, in all labor there is profit. So labor is what secures our harvest. Say it with me. Labor, labor secures, my harvest. secures my harvest. So if you're not accustomed to work and you're not a laborer and you're not a worker, you probably won't have much. On top of that, if you're not a consistent sower, a consistent giver, you probably won't have much. 
Uh, you can see this in the world in every area of life. Those who are generous have more stuff. That's, again, it's spiritual wall who works for everyone. Amen? Amen. Uh, it, you can prove that. Go to any businessman, any business that's flourishing, they're usually pretty good givers. Amen? amen. The generous shall prosper. So amen. Praise God forevermore. Labor secures our harvest. So get ready to work for what you're believing for. Faith without works is dead. Amen? amen. If you have a dream, it's just going to lie dormant and not unproduct until you put your hand and labor to it. Amen? So uh, a dream in your heart is no good. It has to produce in the earth. Amen? You have to get it out of your heart and put work to it for it to produce. Amen? So again, in all labor, there is profit. Say it with me. In all labor, there is profit. Say, I'm a worker. I'm here to work. Amen. And change this earth. Praise God forevermore. Faith without works is dead, so get ready to work for what you're believing for. Say this, I have the best job I've ever had. God is my source. His word is my supply. I am money's master. Money does not tell me what I can or cannot do. I tell money what to do for me. So we're not moved by money, we move it. Amen? Praise God. If God tells us to do something, we just do it and obey. Amen? We don't factor in the finances of the cost. He's already paid the cost. He's already paid it all. Amen? Praise God forevermore. He'll get the resources to you if he's called you to do something for him. Say it with me, money cometh. Money cometh to me now. Harvest cometh. To me now, everything I put my hands to profits me. Amen. Let that sink in. Everything you're doing, all the work of your hand, all your labor, according to the word of God, is profitable for you. Amen? It will profit you. Labor will profit you. In all labor there is profit. Praise God forevermore. Even the word says labor in the word. Amen? So that you can prove yourself faithful. Amen. A workman to God, ready for every good work. So there's also labor in the word. Amen. Yeah. Say, I'm a, I'm a laborer. In all labor, there's profit. Praise God. There's a verse in the Bible that says, you don't work, you don't eat. Yeah. So yeah. you're here to work. Amen. 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 If you're not working, you're living on somebody else's seat. And you should be living off your seat. Because God ministers seed to the sower and bread for food. Amen. He'll always minister seed for sowing. Amen. And praise God, you can live from what you give. Amen? And in all labor, there's profit. You want more seed? Go get a job. Amen? That'll give you some seed. Amen? Then sow the seed. You live from what you give. Amen? In all labor, there's profit. Say, I'm a worker. Just like my father. Amen forevermore. Go with me to 2 Corinthians, if you will. 2 Corinthians 8. Uh, this is the key to prosperity, folks. <laughs> Working and working the laws of the word, spiritual laws. So don't separate sowing and reaping from working and laboring. Amen? They're connected. Second Corinthians 8. Say I have the best job I've ever had. So I can support the work of the kingdom. On the, earth. on the earth. You know, God doesn't work with our excuses. He works with his word. 
So if you bring his word to him, he'll heal your body. He'll heal your finances. He'll do his part if you do yours. Amen. Say, I have a part and I'm faithful to do it. God has his part and he's faithful to do it. I have my part and he has his. I know what my part is and he knows what his part is. Praise God forevermore. <laughs> and don't swap the two out. Amen. You say, I'm waiting on the Lord. Well, he may be waiting on you if it's your turn. Amen. <laughs> Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. I want to read from 2 Corinthians 8. Uh, to me, this is the gospel. Jesus said, preach the gospel to the poor. And this is it right here. If you're going to preach any word to the poor, it should be this uh, passage in the New Testament on money. Moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the church of Macedonia, that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty, so they started out poor, just like almost every Christian has, <laughs> everyone in the world, uh, there's a lot of people who start out poor, but God is not going to leave you in that state if you're a doer of the word, amen? And their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. They gave themselves out of poverty. They sowed their way up. Amen? Amen? For I bear witness that according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability, they were freely willing. Say freely willing. Freely willing. Isaiah 119 says, If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. So you first have to be willing. Imploring us with much urgency that we would receive the gift and the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. And not only as we had hoped, but they first gave themselves to the Lord. Say, I give myself to the Lord. Well, if you've honestly given yourself over to the Lord, that means you've given your money over to him as well. Amen? So don't make a move without him. He's the Lord of your finances now. Amen? He'll tell you where to sow. Don't be moved by pressure to give, ever. If there's ever pressure attached to anything, it's not God. Amen? God is a perfect gentleman. He's faithful, he's meek, he's patient, and he's kind. And he gently leads those that are with young. Amen, the Bible says. So pressure is a big X. Do not give out of pressure. Amen. Give out of grace. Praise God forevermore. God loves the cheerful giver, not the pressured into doing it giver. Amen. <laughs> give out of grace and give in faith. Amen. And you'll receive. Praise God. These are keys to prosperity. The gift and the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. And not only as we had hoped, but they first gave themselves to the Lord, and then to us by the will of God. So we urge Titus that as he had begun, so he would also complete this grace in you as well. But as you abound in everything, say in everything I abound. In everything I abound. Say it again, in everything, in everything. I, abound, I abound, the word says. In faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all diligence, and in your love for us, see that you abound in this grace also. He's talking about the giving grace here. Amen? Amen. That Titus explicitly imparted on the church of Macedonia. There's a grace for giving. Amen? Say, I have that grace. I want that grace even more. Amen, amen. Can I just say this? Don't be stupid in your giving. Have a budget. If the Lord says break the budget on this occasion, then do it. But have a budget. Have your finances planned out. 
what you're going to give, what you're going to reap, amen? Make your checkbook register. I gave 100 bucks today, and I'm going to reap 1,000. I put a times 100. My heavenly bank account says this. This is my remaining balance in heavenly realms, amen? amen. Say, I'm a, I'm a spirit. God's a spirit. God's a spirit. I'm, blessed I'm blessed with every spiritual blessing. Every spiritual blessing. Amen. And I have a debit card, and his name is Jesus. <laughs> if you need something, go to Jesus and extract it from your heavenly account. Amen? Amen. Again, the more you sow, the more you'll reap. Amen? Amen. People say, oh, I'm just waiting for my ship to come in. But the problem is they haven't sent any ships out. <laughs> Amen? You can't reap if you haven't sown. Amen? <laughs> Praise God. The Bible says, keep on casting your bread upon the waters, for they'll come back in every wave. Well, they can only come back if you send them out. Amen? You give to God, He multiplies it, then sends it back to you. If you don't give to God, He has nothing to multiply, and He can't send anything back to you. Amen? Amen. He works with what you have, not with what you don't have. Amen? Yes. So you create and initiate this inertia. Amen? You create and initiate God's moving in your life. Amen? You have authority on the earth, not Him. So He needs your authority and free will. Amen? Amen. Praise God, He works with what we have, not with what we don't have. Say, I have a seed to sow. Which means I have a harvest to reap. Amen. You can't so separate sowing and reaping, seed time and harvest. Amen. You cannot separate giving and receiving. If you've been a giver, you're you're due. Amen. You're due your harvest. Praise God. Say I'm a receiver. I'm a good giver, but I'm also a good receiver. Praise God. I speak not by commandment. Verse eight. So Second Corinthians eight eight. But I am testing the sincerity of your love by the diligence of others. And here's the gospel, verse 9, to preach to the poor. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. Where did he become poor? On the cross. Amen? Not on the earth. He was a rich man on the earth. You can read that all throughout the gospels. Jesus was rich from the beginning of his birth on the earth till the time he went to the cross willingly. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Scholars now say that lake house on Capernaum was his house. That's his hometown. That was his home city, Capernaum. So whenever you read Capernaum through the Gospels, just note that Jesus went home. Amen. That's where he lived. Amen. When he preached the Gospel in Capernaum and turned the water into wine, that was his own hometown. Amen. Amen. You can relate to that. Amen. Amen. Praise God. He himself said a prophet's not honored in his own hometown. So he went other places to preach. Amen. They marveled at their unbelief. They just judged him according to the flesh. This is Mary and Joseph's son. What? He's not the Messiah. We don't believe this. Amen? So he went other places to preach, amen, where people would receive him. Praise God forevermore. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, say rich. rich. So rich came from the Bible. Amen? Rich, rich did not come from the world. That four-letter word came from the scripture. Amen? Hallelujah. Say, I'm rich. See, it's hard for you to say. Some of you even stumbled at that right then. I'm rich. I'm rich. You got to get used to saying I'm rich. Amen. That's a Bible word, not a world word. Amen. Say I'm rich. Glory. That though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. That you, say me, through his poverty might become what? Rich. There it is again. Amen. 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 There's two riches right there in that verse, right there alone. Amen? Amen. Say, I'm rich. I'm rich. 
You keep saying that enough, you'll be rich. Amen? You'll know what to do. Amen? If you say you're rich long enough, you'll become rich. God will give you plans, concepts, ideas, where to sow seed, how to reap. He'll give you it all. Amen? If you say what the Word says long enough, He'll give you concepts, ideas, revelations, and knowledge into His Word. Amen? Glory to God. And in this I give advice, it is to your advantage not only to be doing what you began and were desiring a year ago to do, but now you also must also complete the doing of it. Yeah. That as there was a readiness to desire it, so there also may be a completion out of what you have. Again, out of what you have and not of, out of what you don't have. Amen? And skip with me to 9.6. Again, these are spiritual laws to prosperity. 2 Corinthians 8 and 9 are all about money. Amen? Amen? So if you want to know more about prosperity, read these two chapters. Amen? The cheerful giver. But this I say, he who, this is Paul the Apostle speaking to us, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Amen. That's spiritual law that can't be broken. Amen? Amen? So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not the minister's heart. Amen? Not the charity's heart. Not Hogue Hospital, as you see at all the cash registers, who would you like to give a dollar today? Uh, no, in your heart. Amen? Again, if you're being pressured into giving, it's not of God. So that each one give as he purposes in his heart. Amen? Amen. That's up to you, not God. Not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves what? A cheerful giver. Why? Because that's who God is. He's a cheerful giver. Praise God forevermore. And God is able. Say, God is able. So now God's getting involved with what? Your seed. Amen? And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That you, always having... Say, always having. Say it again. One more time. Always having. Always having. I'm never without. I'm always having. All sufficiency, say all sufficiency, all sufficiency. In, all in all things, may have an abundance, have an abundance. For, every for every good work. The Lord had me preach this message today to our partners and those living in Kenya, Uganda, and in Africa who are believing in finances to feed orphans, their ministries, amen. This word will work for you anywhere in the world. In any land of famine, in any ghetto, in any hood, in any city in the world, this word will work. Amen? Amen? If you just be a doer and a worker of the word, it will work for you. Amen? He will minister seed for the sower, to, for you to sow, so that you can reap harvest. Amen? You can live from what you give. Amen? I have proven that. Praise God forevermore. I'm a consistent sower. Amen? And I've never lacked me and my family here in Orange County. We have never lacked any good thing. We've always had all sufficiency and all good things. Even when it doesn't look like it, the bills are paid. Amen? Even when it doesn't look like it, the harvest comes in. Amen? And he gives us the desires of our hearts. We're past our needs. We're onto our wants. Amen? We rode a train the other day that cost 30 bucks. That's not a need. That was a want. Went back-to-back -back pumpkin patches. And those will cost you some money in Orange County. Praise God. So watch it with those. <laughs> Amen? Tourist traps. But the kids love it and they were fun. Wasn't it fun? Amen. Those pumpkin patches. They're fun. Praise God forevermore. But uh, yeah, that's my warning. Amen.
So it will give you the desires of your heart. You'll surpass your needs and go into your wants if you're a consistent, faithful tither and sower. Amen. Having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. Well, it's a good thing to treat your kids, isn't it? That's a good work, amen? Yeah. To treat your family. Go on dates with your family as yeah. Kelly does, amen? Yeah. It's a good thing. Those are good works, amen? Yeah. So the Bible says you'll have sufficiency for those things. Right. Praise God forevermore. God. As it is written, he is dispersed abroad. He is given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. There in verse 10. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower, that's Jesus. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, Supply and multiply the seeds you have and increase the fruits of your righteousness. While you are enriched in everything, say in everything, everything. for all freedom, which causes what? Thanksgiving through us to God. Amen? So the more we increase, the more thanks we ought to be given to God. Amen? Amen. He takes pleasure in what? The prosperity of his servant, Psalm says. Amen? Amen? So it's God's good pleasure for you to prosper as we see here. Amen? He's ministering seed to the sower so that we can sow it faithfully and that he can bring more harvest in for us. Amen? Why? Because we're givers. Amen? Those who give will receive. If you don't give, you won't receive. It's just simple as that. Amen? There's no faith attached to this verse. It's just spiritual law that can't be broken. You won't have what you don't give. Amen? Amen? Forevermore. Praise God forevermore. Lots of businesses start with good ideas and good services to others. Amen? Come from a pure heart and intent. Amen? God will give you a new business idea. Amen? To bring in the wealth of the wicked, you sow and you reap. Amen? Amen. I minister to others. This business here started by serving others. Amen. Amen? You sow and you reap. Praise God. It's a partnership. It's a mutual exchange. Amen? Amen. Business is a partnership. Amen? The greatest commodity you can have in life are relationships. All businesses are based on relationships. This ministry, which Jesus called his father's business, is based on relationships. Amen? Partners together in life. Amen? Partnerships. Say, the Lord's bringing me partners. Praise God. To go into business with. Amen, amen. you got to have a dream. Surely you got a dream in your heart from the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And you'll probably need others to accomplish it. We're better together. Amen? You can't do it by yourself. We were never meant to work alone. Even Jesus sent them out two by two. I tell them that when I'm at Walmart and the Lord says, minister to this person. I say, I'm alone, Lord. (laughs) You sent them out two by two. Where's my helper? Amen. I spoke at youth at Foothill last night on evangelism and sharing your faith with others in the area. And I told them that same thing, you know. And I made an announcement. If anyone wants to text me to go win souls, just text me and I'll come along. Amen? Praise God forevermore. Two by two, he sent them out. Two by two. There's power in groups. Amen? Power in numbers. Amen forevermore. And evangelism is the heartthrob of the church. If we're not reaching out, he stops reaching in. Amen? So we're always reaching out to others. Amen? To bring people in to disciple them so that they can reach out to others. Amen? Evangelism is the heartthrob of the church. Amen? Jesus told us if we follow him, he'd make us fishers of men, not keepers of aquariums. (laughs) He called us to be fishers of who? Men. Relationships. Amen? Relationships. Glory to God forevermore. Somebody get something from this? Praise God forevermore. Just pray in the Holy Spirit. I just want to know where the Lord wants to take us from here. Is everybody praying in tongues? Ron, Ali?
<laughs> Your whole household covered in tongues, covered in the blessing of the Lamb. We bless you in Jesus' precious name. We thank you, Lord, for that inexpressible gift of speaking in new tongues. Our perfect prayer language to heaven. Thank you for ministering the Holy Spirit fresh to each member sitting here today and online. That gift of tongues to everybody who is willing to receive it and operate in it. One of the greatest gifts you've given your church. The gift of praying in unknown tongues. It says if I pray in the tongue of men and angels. So when you pray in tongues, you're praying in angelic language that angels hear and hearken unto. Amen. The job gets done when you pray in tongues. It surpasses your own understanding and your own dialect in your prayers. Amen. Yes. Praying in tongues is heavenly language that the whole host of heaven attend to and work on your behalf. Amen. Praying in tongues is praying the perfect will of God to pass. And angels move at it and by hearing it. Amen. You're speaking their language when you're praying in tongues. Amen. And I want angels working for me. How about you? Can I go here, Lord? I want to talk about just a snippet here on blessing blockers. This could turn into a city, a, a series, but blessing blockers. And the first one I, I want to go to, just go to Romans 6.23 with me, if you will. Many people are blocked from their blessings, uh, I believe, because they're living in sin. And if you are, Romans 6.23 says, The wages of sin is death. So sin never pays. Sin always destroys according to the word. Amen? Sin and Satan are synonymous. If you're in sin, you're serving Satan. Amen? Uh, if you're serving Satan, you're serving sin, which always produces death and decay. There is no life in sin. There's only death. If you're living in open sin, you're dying, and you will die prematurely, I guarantee that. Your body will suffer the consequences of that, and you will go out of this earth prematurely. Amen? Sin, the wages of sin, so sin pays, and its only wages is death. Amen? And it usually starts with your flesh. 2 Timothy 2.19. This is a word to everybody, but especially to men, especially to young ministers out there watching us from Africa and all over the world. But the devil targets men in this area more than others. Adultery, sexual immorality, lust, all that. Uh, every man battles with that, so if you're a man, you're not alone like the devil tells you. Every man battles with the same stuff, and every man will continue battling it for 120 years here on the earth. Amen? Paul battled with it his whole life as well. Amen? So there's no, no, no one's above and no one's beneath. Amen? No one's exempt from temptation of the devil. Amen? The same temptations come to every brother in the body of Christ and in the world. Amen? Praise God forevermore. So you're not less than and you're not greater than. We're all equal in Christ. Praise God forever. Amen. Do not let the devil condemn you because it's his work. Amen. No Satan, no sin. Amen. Sin originated in the garden through the tempter, through Satan. Amen. If he wasn't there, Adam and Eve would have been living in perfect harmony. Praise God. The blessings flowing like wine off the mountains and hills. Amen. Just like Amos 9.13 says. Has everyone found 2 Timothy? I love Timothy. It speaks to me because Paul is talking to his young Padawan preacher, his disciple, Timothy, who was the pastor at the church of Ephesus, the quintessential church of its day, the epicenter of the church, you could say. And uh, I just get so much from reading the letters of Paul to Timothy. It's like he's speaking directly to me. 2 Timothy 2.19, and we'll start here, says, Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands, having this seal, the Lord knows those who are His. 
So you're known of God if you're his. Amen? If you're not his, you're not known of God. And let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Say, I depart from iniquity. Because I'm in Christ. Grace is not a permission to sin. Grace should cause you to sin less. Amen? But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, like we've talked so much about company and who you hang out with, amen? If you cleanse yourself from those who are living in sin, you'll be cleansed, amen? You'll become like the top five, five people you hang out with. It's proven, amen? So if you want to be a drug dealer, start hanging out with drug dealers. If you want to be a murderer, just hang out with them for a little bit, amen? Or a thief. Uh, if you want to be righteous, hang out with the righteous, amen? If you want to make money, hang out with those who make money. Uh, it's like that in every area of life. If you want to be an athlete, hang out with those who are athletes. And you'll become just like them, I guarantee it. They'll rub off on you, and you'll rub off on them. Amen? So you're like the top five people you hang out with. It says, though, therefore, if anyone cleanses himself or herself from the latter, he or she will be a vessel for honor. So be careful who you hang out with and associate with. He will be a vessel or she will be a vessel for honor. Most people are held back because of their associations. Most people are promoted because of their associations. So you choose, amen? He will be a vessel for honor, sanctified, and useful for the master. So it takes this separation to be useful for the master, according to the word here, amen? You're going to have to separate yourself from those who are unclean, living in open sin, uh, so that you can be made a vessel for honor. Sanctified means set apart. For every good work. Say for every good work. It actually says prepared for every good work. So as you do this, the Lord will start preparing you for your assignment, for your ministry, for your business and your purpose. Amen? If you separate yourself from those vessels who are unclean, living a life of sin openly, publicly, behind the scenes, but they're still in sin. Amen? And they've decided to stay in sin. If you separate yourself from them, the master will start preparing you for your true work and assignment. It says in verse 22, flee. That means run from as if in terror, that word flee. Run from also youthful lusts, as if in terror, as if you're afraid of them. Flee also youthful lusts, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Say, I have a pure heart. And so does the person sitting next to me. Otherwise, they wouldn't be here today. <laughs> but avoid foolish and ignorant disputes. All right, here we go there. Did you hear that? Avoid these things. Avoid them. Avoid foolish. The Bible calls disputes foolishness. So don't strive and don't dispute. Don't become a fool. Amen? Don't argue, the Bible says. Don't be made a fool. Avoid foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing this. So it helps to know this to avoid them. Knowing that they generate strife. And a servant of the Lord, say, I'm a servant of the Lord. I'm a servant of the Lord. Must not quarrel. That's a commandment from God. If you're a true servant, you're not going to be a quarreler or a striver or a backbiter or an arguer. Amen? True servants do not quarrel with anyone. It's not worth it. 
You're going to trap your own self, as we'll see here. Amen? And a servant of the Lord must not quarrel. So if you're going to be a servant, you must not do this. The moment you start quarreling, you relinquish your authority as a servant of the Lord. But be gentle to all. To who? All. All. Say all. All. But be gentle to all. Gentle to all. Amen? That's unargumentative. That's not gentle. Amen? If you need to prove yourself to be right, that's argumentative. That's not gentle. Amen? You do not need to be right. Amen? One of the greatest things you can learn to say to your spouse or those you love is you're right. (laughs) Just see what that'll do to your relationships. Amen? You're right. I need to start saying that more often. You're right. You're right. Amen? Give them the benefit of the doubt. Don't quarrel. Don't argue. Um, if you've entered into quarreling, they will not hear a word you're saying. You're wasting your life and time. Amen? You're talking to a brick wall. You do not need to be right. You just need to be just. Amen? <laughs> Praise God forevermore. Let go of that need to be right. I call it church syndrome. The need to be right. We do not need to be right. Amen? We know we're right. <laughs> the Bible's right. Amen? If we're speaking the word, we know we're right. And we know we're righteous. Amen? <laughs> it's only the Lord that can convince and convict, not you. Amen? You just keep speaking the word out of your own life and being a doer of it and living it. Amen? And people will come to you for advice, not for quarreling and argumentation. Praise God forevermore. Must not quarrel, but be gentle to all. Say all again. So that's everyone you don't like as well. You're commanded as a servant of the Lord to be gentle to all. Gentle. Gentle. Able to teach. So gentleness produces teachability. Able to teach. Patient. Ah, takes patience to be gentle. In humility. Say in humility. In humility. And uh, Psalm says, through humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor. So if you want to increase, you got to learn how to humble yourself. you got to learn how to be teachable. Amen? Teachers are never usually judging. They're always learning. They're too busy learning. Amen? In humility, correcting those who are in opposition. If God perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth and that they may come to their senses. (laughs) Sometimes you just want to slap them upside the head. And uh, come to your senses. Come on. Do you hear a word I'm saying? (laughs) And escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. Who were taken captive by the devil to do his will? Those who enter into quarreling and offense. So if you're right now sitting at home or sitting here in unforgiveness and offense, the devil has you and it's likely you're not moving or doing much for the kingdom at all. That's a telltale sign. Amen? If you're not a church member who's doing anything, you're probably sitting in unforgiveness and offense, and the devil has you captive, and you're doing his will, which is nothing. (laughs) The devil's will is nothing. For you just to live an existed life doing nothing on the earth as the body of Christ. Amen? And offense will keep you there permanently. Unmovable. Amen? Glued to your chair, so to speak. And we'll start in uh, chapter 3 here, 3-1. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. Those perilous times literally means stress-reducing times will come. Has everybody uh, experienced those? (laughs) Stress-reducing times? That's the last day promise. Say, I was built for the last days. I I don't handle stress. 
I get rid of it. Amen. <laughs> so that's the key to stress. You don't handle it. You get rid of it. Amen. <laughs> don't even deal with stress. Get rid of it. Amen. No, I live in peace. Praise God. Perilous times will come for men and women will be lovers of themselves. Well, we can look at celebrities today and pretty much see that everywhere. Lovers of themselves, exalting themselves. Amen. Lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, <laughs> unthankful, unholy. I, I can relate to some of these. <laughs> I've been some of these at times. Amen. That's the wrestle in the flesh everyone will always have. Praise God, our spirit reigns, not our bodies. Amen? Amen. Disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, all over the place. They have no self-control. Brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty. What's that say? Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. That's the end time promise that you're going to see. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Amen? So you ought to love God more than you do pleasure. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. And we know the Bible says he upholds all things by the word of his power. So they're going to have an air of Christianity about them. They're going to have an air of godliness, but they're denying the word of God. They're going to leave the word. Amen? And even the world and religions that don't preach the word, uh, they have a form of spiritualness. Buddhism, they all have a form of godliness or spiritualness, but they have no power. They're serving a dead God. Amen? That's like me going home, taking a piece of sourdough, writing the eyes on it, hands and legs, and worshiping it. I've created my own God. Amen? And you might as well just make it bread because Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. Amen? <laughs> so if you're going to worship something, just use a piece of sourdough. <laughs> If you're into false idolatry and false worship. <laughs> That's all Buddha is. That little gold statue, amen? And people worship a dead God who doesn't talk to them, have never told them I love you, has never provided a single thing for them, health and healing to all their body or flesh, left them to do everything. Why? Because he doesn't exist. He's dead. He's made up. He's a fable. We serve the true king who takes care of us. Can I get an amen? amen? Every Christian will raise their hand. Yes, I've received at least one thing from God since I became a Christian. Amen? Because he's alive. Because Jesus lives. Amen? He heals my body. He provides finances for me. He tells me he loves me. Amen? That's a living king. Amen? So those of you, if you're serving false gods and idols, it's worthless. Amen? You're just working yourself in religion. Uh, only Christ has the power to save, and he's the only God who's still alive. Amen? Yes. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who's living and will talk to you daily if you talk to him. Praise God forevermore. It's really easy to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Let's all say this together. Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus died for me and rose again. I ask that he comes into my heart and into my life. Amen. That's it. You're saved. The Bible says, Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. Praise God forevermore. Now you can serve a living God who will provide your every need, who will heal every sickness and every disease and take it away from the midst of thee and will talk to you every day. And now you have full access and rights and privileges to the word of God. Praise God forevermore. Get in the Bible and don't stop. Amen. I'm Elisha Bonanzi. I approve this message. Praise God.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for people getting saved. We praise you forevermore. And from such people turn away, exclamation point. For those people who have a form of godliness but deny the power of the word, turn away from them. If they've left the word, I got news for you, they've left God. Amen? The word is God. God is his word. He's bound himself to his word. Amen? Whatever the word says, it's from God to you, you have access to. Amen? So those, of the, those who have a form of godliness but deny the power of the word, from such people turn away. Even if they're functioning in the full operation of the gifts of the Spirit and they've left the Word of God, I guarantee you that ministry will become corrupt. Because Satan will come into it, they won't have a, a root, they won't have the Word on it, and they'll just believe every spirit that comes their way. Amen? You have to be grounded and rooted in the Word. Turn away from such people, Paul says, and urges his pastor, amen, to turn away from these people. They will corrupt you. If you leave the Word, you will be corrupted. I guarantee it. From such people turn away, for of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Meaning they're even sitting in churches under good teaching and they never quite get it and they're never able to get it, the Bible says. Because they're living in open sin. Amen. Of such people turn away. Sin is right at the door when you leave the Word of God. Amen? Satan will come in when you leave the Word. The Word keeps us. Amen? It's our firm foundation that never, never passes. Never passes away. Always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jambres resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Now they're in opposition to the Word. Men of corrupt minds disapproved concerning the faith, but they will progress no further. There's no progress in them. They cannot progress. Amen? They've chosen sin instead of life. Amen? From those people, separate yourself. For their folly will be manifest to all. All Everything they do in the darkness will be made into the light eventually. Amen? It, It says here, it will be manifest to all. For all to see. Amen? as theirs also was. And 1 Corinthians 6.18, and we'll end with this, okay? 1 Corinthians 6.18. You have free choice, you have free will, but God's always at the door bringing correction to those who'll hear it, amen? And if we make those corrections, we'll be blessed by Him. He always corrects us to treat us, to bless us, Amen. He's a good father. 1 Corinthians 6.18 through 20 says this. Flee. There it is again. The mouth of two or three witnesses. Flee, which means run from in terror, sexual immorality. Run from these things. Amen? Every sin that a man or a woman does is outside of the body. Worry is a spiritual sin, as we've discussed. It's done outside the body. Sexual immorality, you sin against your own body. It's the only sin that's done against yourself. Amen? So you're damaging yourself. Again, the wages of sin is death. Sexual immorality will kill your flesh. Amen? If you have chronic health conditions, check up. Give yourself a checkup. Amen? Just check on this area. I'm not saying it it is the area, but it could be the area. Amen? 
flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside of his or her body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own flesh and his own body. You're destroying your own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of who? The Holy Spirit. Not the impure, not the crooked, not the perverse spirit, but the Holy Spirit dwells in your body now. Amen? Who is in you. Say, in me. Whom you have from God, and you are not your own. For you were bought at a price. Your body was even purchased. Therefore glorify God in your body, and in your spirit, see your spirit, and you have a body, which are God's. Say, I'm God's. My body is God's. It belongs to Him. And let's just close our eyes and lift our hands and say, Lord, I consecrate this body that's been bought with a high price of your blood to you. I endeavor not to sin against myself. Sin has no dominion over me. Body, I speak to you. Get in line. I rule over you, body. And I tell you what to do. I am a spirit. I have a soul. And I live in this body. Body, get in line. Sin. You have no dominion over me. Get. The wages of sin is death but the gift of God's eternal life. The Word says that the Word itself is medicine to all your flesh. Amen? So you can turn any sin problem around, whatever sin's caused in your life, any death, decay, disease, sickness, through the Word of God. It'll heal HIV. It'll heal AIDS. It'll heal every sickness and disease. And God's not a respecter of sin or of persons. Amen? He'll heal every sickness, every disease through His medicine, the Word. Amen. Amen. He is the Word. You take your medicine every day. And this is medicine you can't overdose on. Amen. Amen. You can't overdose on His medicine. Uh, If a doctor gave you a prescription for a disease and you had it on your nightstand on your bed and it just sat on your nightstand and you did not take it three times a day as prescribed, you would decrease. Amen. Your symptoms would probably not get any better. Amen. Because you're not taking your medicine. If your Bible, your big old honking family Bible, is sitting on your nightstand and you've never opened it up, you're not taking your medicine. Amen? You will be on the decrease, not the increase. Amen? But if you open it up and take your medicine, go to your healing scriptures three times a day, every disease and every sickness is curable through the Word of God. Cancer, tuberculosis, chronic cough, uh, arthritis feet, pain in the joints, Every disease and every sickness is curable through God's medicine. He's not a respecter of persons or disease. Amen? Amen. His word will work on a fever and it will work on a hangnail. Amen? Amen? Amen. The word works. So if you're having symptoms still, double your dose. Amen? Take more medicine. Again, you can't overdose on this. Amen? It's life, health, and healing to all your flesh. Can we all stand? We thank you, Lord, for joining in the midst of us. If anyone would like prayer, I have oil here. It says, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, anointing them with oil in the book of James. So if you would like prayer for anything, especially sickness or disease, chronic conditions of any kind, we will pray and you will receive your healing in Jesus' name.
If you're coming to the service and have not received your healing, build up your faith before you keep coming. Say to yourself, when he lays hands on me, I'm going to receive my healing. When he lays hands on me, I'm going to receive my healing. When he lays hands on me, I'm going to receive my healing. Just like that woman with the issue of blood, if I may only touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. If I shall only touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. Do not let go of your confession of faith. Amen? Build yourself up on your most holy faith. The anointing will flow through me into your body. In Jesus' precious name. Amen? My faith and your faith and his faith will get the job done. Amen? No matter what the symptom, no matter what the sickness, no matter what the disease, God is here to heal you always. Amen? Again, he's not a respecter of persons. He's not a respecter of disease. Amen. Lord, we just give you all the praises for today. For where two or three are gathered, you're here in our midst. I thank you, Lord, that the prayer of faith saves the sick. I thank you that your word is medicine, health, and healing to all of our flesh. I thank you, Lord, for where your word is, you are touching every soul, every spirit, every heart, every sickness, every infirmity, every body here represented today and tuning in online. That where your word is going forth, you perform it with miracle signs and wonders. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for that working and angels amongst our midst who carry out his perfect word and assignment on our behalf. Say, I'm healed from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Lord, I give you every sin I have ever committed. I don't want it no more. <laughs> Praise God. Somebody just got delivered. Praise God forevermore. If you let go of it, he'll take it and you won't have to deal with it. Amen. And sickness and disease will go right along with it. Sickness and disease is a root of sin. It's a cause of sin, sorry. No sin, no sickness. No sin, no disease. Amen. Amen. Say, I'm sin free. The blood of the Lamb covers me. The blood of Jesus flows through my veins. Therefore, I'm well. I'm healthy. I'm whole. No evil shall befall me, nor shall any plague come near my body. I'm protected in his blood that canceled out every single sin I've ever committed. I repent. I'm cleansed in Jesus' name. And Lord, from this moment on, I endeavor to walk in your royal commandment of love. I love my body. I love myself. I love my neighbor as myself. And I love my church and family. In Jesus' name. If you agree with that, say amen. Amen. Thank you for being with us. We love you all. Bless you. Amen. That was a good service. Thank you.